Should your wife be your accountability partner? We talk pros and cons when we come back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Overcome Porncast. I'm your host, Jack Dodgen, joined as always by Chris Croats. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> Great. We made it. We, we made got... it to the intro. Oh, <laughs> man. That was rough. That was rough. But we, we did it. We're back. We're a couple shows. Um, I mean, it's been a while. It's It's been, what, a month for us? Because last, last episode, we had a guest recording. Yeah. Uh, recorded with Silas talking about um, some post-event stuff, which is what we talked about two episodes ago, your uh, speaking engagement uh, and pornography on campuses, Yeah, uh, which was very good. If you haven't heard that, go listen to that. Uh, but you you and I have not been uh, together for this in a while, so it's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. We are in season two, episode four, I think, um, and we haven't really talked about anything i don't know substantial or like answered a question in a few episodes so this will be a good one yeah we were uh this question kind of came to us as an extension of man i got the, the kickoff of season two uh where we were talking about and i, I want to get this exact if i can find it yeah my internet doesn't work so that sounds about right uh for our episode today uh <laughs> We started off. We started off the season uh, answering a question uh, from a guy who said, "Okay, how do I tell my wife? How yeah. do I move forward?" Yeah, uh, letting her know. And then we said, from there, at the end of that episode, we're going to talk about pros and cons of having your wife as an accountability partner. Uh, and we are finally getting to it. There's a lot of stuff that happened in between. Uh, good stuff. Uh, but we're back to this. Uh, before we kind of get into this, and we do have a lot to throw out today. Uh, you and I are both, this, you know, full disclosure, Chris and I are both in the camp of it is better to find somebody else. Yeah. Uh, that Definitely. being said, we will have some pros. We will discuss that side of it. We don't think it's all bad. Uh, obviously, you need to tell your wife. And so there's some degree to which she's uh, an accountability partner in all this. But um for the most part, you and I both are on in the camp of, hey, go find another person or a group uh, that better relates to what you're going through. Yeah, and we might, uh, we'll probably mention this again later, but when we say that your wife shouldn't be your accountability partner, that doesn't mean that she shouldn't be involved in the process, right? That she shouldn't be involved in, right. in your recovery. You know, we have a rule in our group that goes something like this that if you look at porn and you act out to pornography um then you need to tell your wife otherwise we will um you know yeah you know, b breaking that trust to that degree your wife should know about that um well and we're going to talk about this a little later the stuff that is a, maybe a little more difficult or in that gray area is maybe things like uh lustful thoughts or or lustful looking stuff like that that you know the day-to-day -day yeah. kind of stuff that would really wear on somebody that is as emotionally invested as your spouse is yeah um, Absolutely. but obviously those big things are things that you reveal when we talk about accountability accountability partners it's that smaller stuff 
uh, and the day-to-day type of stuff that yeah. isn't small uh, to your spouse. So, uh, so I, getting into that, Chris is going to be our our cons guy. Yeah, uh, giving us the cons I'm so, list, I'm and I'm so going negative. to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's the negative. Uh, you know, uh, the the negative mean host uh, today. Uh, which I suppose, I don't know. I've never really thought about this. I suppose that you're probably the more positive of the two of us on the podcast in real life. For sure. You are on the oh, podcast. Yeah, I don't I mean, know if we have our, our no roles brainer. defined yet, <laughs> but you're bad cop today. And I, I get to be, I don't know. I think on the cop. podcast, I'm, I'm much more negative because it's like, no, 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 nope. He's still addicted. No, no, no. You're not out no. of the woods yet. <laughs> Maybe we're both. <laughs> Maybe we're both bad cops. You can't trust anybody. <laughs> yep, they're all lying to you. No. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's. What's our What's our first con? All right. Number one, why uh, your wife shouldn't be, or your spouse. We're gonna say spouse. Why your spouse yeah. shouldn't be your accountability partner is that it is a fear based accountability um, model. And what I mean by that is that, uh, so with accountability, truth, telling the truth is uh, the most important thing you can do in accountability, right? If, mm-hmm. if you're not going to tell the truth, then you're going to have a hard time being accountable uh, because that it completely works against the entire program. It works against what you're trying to do, right? And a fear-based accountability um, model isn't necess- isn't just uh, a husband wife dynamic it can be other things as well but it is that where you are afraid to tell the truth to someone and that can be your wife your husband it can even be someone that you look up to i've heard a lot of people of okay the accountability that i'm going to get into is i'm going to find someone that i really respect uh so that uh that will work with me that I will be so afraid to mess up that I just won't look at pornography anymore. And that never works. You know, the, the fear of having to tell someone doesn't stop you from looking at porn. What it actually stops you from doing is it stops you from telling the truth. Yeah. And when you start lying about what you're doing, then you even, you're widening that gap of intimacy and you're completely working against whatever trust you might have built and whatever accountability that you think you have going. And it's not – this isn't theory. Uh, I mean we've – we have talked with others and just watched it happen where uh, the fear of like a parent or or a spouse in this case coming down on you because – this little thing, you know, I had this bad thought or I, I went to this website and they, I clicked off, but I went there for a second. And that knowing that that person is going to come crashing down on you makes you go within yourself and, and just say, OK, I'm just not going to tell them, yep. you know, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell them next time, but I'm not going to tell them now. Or there's this. OK, as soon as I tell them, you know, it's going to ruin their whole week. Yeah. Yeah, uh, especially with like child parent thing, uh, which we've seen. Uh, it's you know my my mom's gonna rethink everything she did about parenting me. I thought I raised a better son, and she's just gonna completely destroy herself over the. Yeah. So it's not worth telling. It, they it's it's internalize not internalize it. They internalize it. Yeah. Um. Which which just leads to more 
now I feel guilty. And so what are we going to do to deal with the guilt? Go look at more porn. Yep. And then you just do that cycle downward yep. uh, until it's, uh, you know, here I am at rock bottom and now I've got no choice. Uh, but the, the fear-based accountability is, is a very real thing uh, where it's, I don't want to say anything. I'm going to internalize it because of what probably will or even just what may or may not uh, happen in this. The pro side to this uh, is that uh, with your spouse, you've got constant accountability. Okay, one of the things that we uh, talk about in in group is, you know, because we, we meet once a, a week if we can be there. Uh, <laughs> it's ironic that I say this, uh, but we meet once a week uh, as much as we can. And uh, struggle with pornography is not a one day a week thing, right? Yep. I mean, we even had, uh, was it today or yesterday? I think it was yesterday. A message that said, yeah. hey, guys, I messed up today. Well, it's not our, it's not Thursday. It's not our accountability group day. It was a day outside of that. It was good that we got message, but that doesn't always happen. You know, sometimes there's a, a mistake and, okay, I'm just not going to tell the, tell the guys. You know, I'm just I'm not going to let them know when your wife is constantly there or if you're a woman dealing with it, your husband is constantly there. Uh, you have this. OK, I struggled now or uh, this morning or yesterday, last night, that kind of thing. Uh, and so you have that ability to have somebody who's able to constantly be accountable, uh, accountable to you, which could be a big deal. And for a lot of people, when they first start uh, kind of the, the journey of how do I get out of this? Uh, that constantness uh, is not the word I wanted, uh, but that that constant accountability person that's there uh, can be vital to them having a successful trip uh, away from pornography. Yeah, no, I like I like constantness, Jack. That works well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and with that, you know, like if you're. I know of a couple that did this where, you know, every day, you know, they came home from work and they kind of had, uh, you know, they just kind of went over their day and had their accountability that way. Um, and for a while it worked. Um, but then after a while, and we're going to talk about this, it started to really damage their relationship where it's like, you know, you, why did you mess up again? Why, you know, why did this happen? What's going on? Um, and stuff like that. So if you're able to do that, uh, you know, husband and wife, if you're able to have that constant accountability, um, that is a, that's a great thing. That's a good thing to mm -hmm. have. And definitely in, in our group, uh, in the groups that I've had, that's kind of what you're working towards to have that kind of, that level of intimacy, um, where you can talk about things and not have to worry about judgment, not having to worry about, um, you know, people flying off the handle and stuff like that, but they recognize that this is the problem that you struggle with and that this is reality. Um, that's what you're working towards for a, a lot of people though, moving from almost no intimacy or, you know, very little intimacy to that level, uh, that jump there is, is too much to ask. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it just encourages you to lie. And from my personal um, account that, you know, that was one of the, the hardest things for me to get over because in my mind I was thinking, you know what, I would rather just keep on lying about this than to see Alicia 
have to deal with this over and over and over again. So I'll just keep lying about it. I'll keep hiding it because this is far more preferable to that. But so there's the the pros and cons of uh, fear-based accountability. You want number two, Jack? You ready? Let's have number two. They don't understand the addiction. Now, this this is one. What I what I don't mean here is that they can't you know like they can't pick up a book and and research this and, and learn about it. Anybody can do that. What I'm talking about is understanding it from a standpoint of experience, right? Like right. in our group, all the guys that are in our group, um, and we have a growing number of guys in our group now, Jack, <laughs> mm-hmm. that we all struggle with the same thing. And one of the first things we do in our group is that everybody, whenever we add someone new, we everyone tells their stories. And all of the stories line up. Like it's, it's amazing. You hear these stories and it's like, yeah, that's a lot like my story. And all of our stories are very similar. And so what happens because of that is that we understand each other, right? Like if someone has a bad day, I know exactly what, what they're feeling and probably how it happened. And right. so there's a lot of, it's just understanding uh, to, to that point. I'm thinking of, you know, in, uh, in Greek, there's two different words for no, right? There's oida and gnosko, mm-hmm. right? I can't remember which one is which, but one is experiential knowledge, right? Gnosko is. Gnosko is yeah. experiential knowledge, whereas oida is, you know, like book knowledge. And that's the level of knowledge that someone that doesn't struggle with it really can't attain, they don't know what it's like to have to fight this thing day in and day out, hour by hour, minute by minute of like, I am having a hard time saying no to myself. It's hard to understand that. Yeah, there's a, uh, and I'm, I'm looking over in my office here, there's uh, C.S. Lewis, he wrote a book, The Problem of Pain. Mm. And it's very much the the oida kind of head knowledge of this is what pain is and why it's you know why it's unfortunate and you know how to deal with it and all those things. And then he went through a tragedy in his life. I don't remember what it was. He went he I, I don't know what it was. He went through a tragedy in his life and he wrote the book A Grief Observed, which is now him going, okay, I went through pain and it, you know, it sucks. It's real bad. It's awful. And this is what it feels like. And so he had the uh, the knowledge in both places, but one was something he experienced. Yeah. Uh, whereas the first book was, this is how you deal with pain, that kind of thing, and what it is from a, a rational, logical, kind of somewhat distant uh, type of thing. And that's, that's something that happens with this. As much as you read about pornography, you don't have the mind of the other person. Uh, you don't have uh, that experience of uh, what's running through your mind every day uh, when you're trying to get out of it, the things that you're trying to stop thinking about. And those things can't really be taught. You can say, hey, this is what it's like. But until you're there, you don't really fully understand uh, those things. Yeah. And so I think that's a big con uh, as far as all this is. Uh, concern, but there there is a potential pro to yeah, this. What's the pro, Jack? Uh, the pro to this is that uh, it can, to some degree, be understood, and I think the biggest part of this, right, because you've got to tell your spouse, we, we talked about from the outset of this, uh, the the bigger things and all that. Well, it's, it's good for uh, 
your spouse who who should know you rather well, it might be good for them to know and understand and learn maybe the things that, uh, for example, trigger those things in you. You know, you know that it's not good for you to stay up past a certain time. You know that it's not good for you to stay home alone when everybody else leaves. Well, if your spouse is aware of that, then he or she can make be intentional about, okay, I know that this is a struggle for him, and so I'm going to make sure he goes with me. Or I'm going to make sure I, I do this. You know, I've, I've heard of people uh, who have had uh, – who, who know that if they're the only one home, it's going to be a struggle to stay off the computer mm-hmm. uh, and look this stuff up. And so they actually would take their computer and say, okay, I'm not going to the grocery store with you, but my laptop's in your car just in case. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's there. It's away from me. I got no, no opportunity there. Uh, and that's one of those things that because of – uh, well, well, they may not know experientially what you're dealing with. Uh, they can learn some of the things, the triggers and all that stuff to help keep you accountable on that. It's the same principle with eating food. You know, if you're wanting to lose weight and you say to your spouse, Hey, I want, I want you to make sure that I don't eat more than I should, you know, that I'm eating a lot less than I have been one plate, not two, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Your spouse can help you with that. Same thing is true of this. Uh, though there is, uh, something to be said, while I do think that's a potential pro, uh, there is a lot to be said for the fact that if they haven't gone through it, they just don't know. And there yeah. are some spouses who have gone through it. Yeah, that's what that's what I wanted to uh, bring up real quickly, Jack, is that yeah. um, by you know going through this, Alicia and I, we found out a lot of just you know knowledge about ourselves, understanding about ourselves. Um, and as she's helped me and we've learned uh, about this whole addiction together, she's finding stuff in her life that is like, oh, wow, you know, like, okay, this happened to me and this is how I deal with it. You know, I don't struggle with pornography. But as we've always said, you know, like the core issues manifest themselves very differently for for different people. And that right. the pornography addiction is just a symptom of a problem that we're dealing with. And everybody has problems and everybody deals with their problems differently. And so as she's learned this stuff, she's also learned something about herself and how she copes with pain and, and suffering and loss and um, abandonment and stuff like that in her life. Um, but uh, so potentially of going through this together being accountable to each other and that's the goal right again that's the end the goal is to yes. have be accountable and intimate with everyone is that they might open up to you about something that they struggle with and that I mean that's just i mean that's like bonus points right like hey we're both getting healthy together and that's i mean that's marriage that's great mm-hmm. yeah and so so there is an aspect of this pro where there, there's an aspect of this con where, okay, maybe you have a spouse that, that does understand. Okay. Well, the, then this is a little bit of a different story for you yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of thing. For the most part, they're not going to understand if yeah. they've never, well, if they've never gone through it, they're, they're not going to understand it. But yeah. uh, your spouse may have dealt with this in the past themselves. Uh, and that's a, a unique position, uh, but definitely something to consider uh, when you go into this. Yeah. All right. What's, uh, Con number three. Number three is they have their own work to do. Yes. Uh, and what I mean by this is that 
if you've experienced this, uh, husband or wife, whoever's listening to this, if you're married, you probably have experienced this, that when you confess your addiction to your spouse, it is traumatic. Um, you have mm-hmm. a, an extreme break in trust. There is, you know, there's crying, there's anger, there's, you know, there could be hatred there of not just for the addiction, but maybe even you as a person. There is, this is a traumatic event for a marriage. And so why your wife or your spouse shouldn't be your accountability partner? Number three reason is that they have their own work to do. The first thing I tell someone if they're married is that they need to have their spouse talk to someone else, someone who understands. And my wife has facilitated this uh, greatly for me over the years and that I tell their uh, the other wives go talk to my wife and they'll they're always like no I don't want to no I don't want to do that I, I you know this is our problem how embarrassing will it be every time they talk to my wife they come away from it feeling so much better and I'm not saying like you know Alicia has these magical powers that she just works but there's something to just talking it out with someone and that's the healing that they need if your wife or your spouse is your accountability partner is very hard to heal when you're constantly like uh so like the the confession would be like the ripping off the band-aid right but then every day the accountability side of things is like all right let's pull pour some salt in that wound let's dig around in there and so it's like there's no there's never any healing that can happen because of it you're constantly reliving this trauma every time your husband or your wife messes up and there will be setbacks. There will be mess ups along the way. Yeah. So like they have their own work to do, not only with that, you know, working on your marriage, working on trust, trusting, uh, you know, the, the spouse is part of trusting the accountability, right? Trusting the process that mm-hmm. this is working. Yes, there will be setbacks along the way, but putting your trust in that this is how you solve an intimacy issue. And like I said, healing for themselves that they need to work on. Uh, and the the pro side to this uh, is that there, while each of you has your own uh, your own journey to take, your own work to do, uh, that first I think that first episode we used to kick off this season, uh, one of the last points we dealt with is after you've kind of given your your spouse time uh, to consider everything that's happened and really take it all in, there comes a point where you need to sit down together and go, okay, what are we going to do? together moving forward. Yeah. And so the pro side of this is at some point, uh, you, you and your spouse, whether she's, she or he is your accountability partner and everything or not, uh, there is still an aspect of, we need to talk together and make a plan, uh, moving forward. Uh, like in the last point, knowing what those things are, uh, so that your spouse can help you avoid you falling back into the trap again and things like that. Uh, and so that's, even with this as a con, uh, that doesn't negate the fact that what we said a few episodes ago, where you know you still need to you still need to plan together. How are we going to handle this moving forward? Yeah. Part of that planning process is though, are are we going to be each other's accountability partners or not? Uh, and yeah, and that's what we're trying to help out with here. Uh, this this fourth con, uh, I have no pro for. So if you're at home keeping score, making a pro con list. 
this is where cons win. Uh, and Chris <laughs> and I both think that this is a, uh, a major uh, point of why, while we talk to our wives, uh, they are not our, hey, you know, messed up today, messed up yesterday, you know. Uh, and, and this is the biggest reason. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Well, maybe maybe the cons win here. Um, if you can it wins think for of us, a, it wins if, for us. If you, if listener, if you can think of a pro to this one, please let us know. You email us or you know message us on Facebook, whatever you whatever you need to do to get in contact with us. If you can think of a pro to this one, please let us know. Maybe we're just dummies and we can't we can't think through this thing. But the fourth and final con. Uh, above all cons is this, is that they are emotionally invested. They are emotionally invested in this relationship. And so regardless of what happens, um, you know, like we've been talking about, and this is kind of, I don't know, maybe kind of a, a summary of all of this stuff, and that this this shows up in all of the three other cons as well, that they're emotionally invested where, like I said, there's going to be setbacks. Nobody, I've yet to see someone who gets in a group and they're like, okay, you know, like I'm fixed. It's over. No, everybody has setbacks. Everybody relapses. Right. And so uh, as soon as that happens, then it's, you're reliving that all over again. Right. They're emotionally invested to the point where you won't want to tell them the truth. They're emotionally invested so that when you do tell them the truth, you're going to have to deal with all of the emotions that are, uh, uh, you know, carried along in this process because they love you, right? Or at least they should love you and they care yeah. about this relationship. And so every single thing, every setback, big or small, is going to be viewed by them as an attack on them because they're emotionally invested in it. And you might be saying, okay, but the emotional investment can be a good thing. It can be a pro because there's somebody who actually wants you to recover and get better. That was something we thought about. However, uh, the negative impact that it has on them because they're so emotionally involved in this. And again, this isn't women are emotional. This is your spouse, husband or wife. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, is so emotionally invested, the, the negative impact of it far outweighs the positive. Yes, they're emotionally involved, and so they're really going to want you to get better and do what they can to help you. But every time there's the setback, every time there well, – even if it's a minor thing like, you know, I had this thought for a few – or I went to this place, but then I clicked off of it, or an ad popped up, and I, you know, I didn't close it as fast as I could have. That thing is not just a – Oh yeah, I understand. It's an emotional crushing and the constant weight of that over and over and over again, uh, you know, salt in the wound, as Chris was saying earlier, that far outdoes anything, uh, that, that far outweighs the, well, I love you. And so I really want to help you get better. Yeah. Um, and so while you could try to throw that in as a pro, uh, if, if you've had experience with uh, talking to your spouse about this stuff, that, that, con of the emotional investment while it is a good thing it's not good for accountability uh not good for an accountability partner on the regular basis our group members are emotionally invested in each other in the sense that we want to help each other out with this but it doesn't it's not going to ruin my entire week if you yeah. say well guys i messed up today yeah it's not going to hurt my feelings Anything, right. I'm going to like, yeah, feel bad for you. I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to be talking with you, but I'm not going to go, man, I just can't work today. Yeah. 
you know, because of the, but I'm not going to feel betrayed by you. I'm yeah. not going to feel uh, like, oh, he doesn't actually love me anymore, you know, but your spouse will feel that way yep. um, with all this. And so that's, that's the biggest con for uh, you and I, but as you were saying, we very well may be missing something. We, we might, there might be more cons that we didn't discuss. Uh, there might be some pros uh, for some of you maybe that have said, okay, my wife is my accountability partner and here's how it's worked out. And it's been great for us. Uh, you can reach us at our Facebook page uh, of overcome uh, and just send us a message on there or comment underneath the podcast. We'll see that uh, and, and get back to you as soon as we can. We're, we're pretty good about uh, replying. We also have an email, but I don't remember what it is. It's Chris, my name, at whenimweak.org. Chris at whenimweak.org. I fo- it, when I am weak. When I am weak. See, I always type when I'm weak, and then I have to retype it because that's not correct. Well, uh, but whenimweak.org is <laughs> the site. If you haven't seen it, it's new. It's fancy. It's nice. It's got all kinds of sweet information for you uh, and more stuff going up. All the time and our Facebook page, we've got all kinds of things from little quotes to porncast to articles uh, to featured things. So yeah. uh, be sure to like that page. Check out the website uh, and let us know what you think of the show. What do you want us to talk about next? We're open to talking about anything. Anything goes on the porncast. That's right. We have we have <laughs> a, a great slate for season two of the porncast, um, but we are we're more than willing to answer questions to, to deviate from our plan uh, to answer your questions. So nothing is taboo. Nothing is out of bounds. This is why we do this is because nobody else is talking about it. And so we'll be those really weird, awkward guys that do. <laughs> Absolutely. This has been the show. We'll see you next time. See ya.